Hey everybody, welcome to I-80 Sports College Football, where we'll be talking week five. Let's get into it. Welcome everybody, thanks again for joining us here at I-80 Sports. It's Rich here with Dave, Ed's not here, he's having a little computer issues. But uh, we're back. We're ready. We missed last week, so we apologize for everybody who's looking out for that. But we are here this week for Week 5 action. We got the traffic report, high-performance players, and the toll booth ready to go. So without further ado, let's get into our first segment here, the traffic report. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. All right, Dave, take us into the traffic report here. What do we got from big stories, news, and notes from last week? Okay. All right, we'll start off with, uh, I know Ed's not here, but uh, Clemson losing again. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, him and, uh, I think them and Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think he's thrown more interceptions in his first three games than he did his career at Clemson. And uh, and uh, Clemson, I think, has lost more games now than Trevor Lawrence did. Um, or so close to it. So uh, they, 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 it's a tough. I mean, it's funny because there's still like eight. The last I saw, there's still eight to one to win the national championship, which I don't make sense because no, no teams never made the college football playoffs with two losses. So I don't, I don't see it. But um, the, other, the other thing was um, my Pitt Panthers, 77 to seven over New Hampshire. Um, they set a team, a school record for like, like I think it was like 700 something yards. Um, it was just, they, it was just a demolition. And um, the other the other big uh, game last week was Oklahoma. They uh, they struggled to beat um, West Virginia at home, an unranked West Virginia. And uh, they, they, Oklahoma's defense is playing good, but uh, after a hot start, uh, Spencer Rattler's kind of cooled off. And uh, so, so um, it'll be interesting to see uh, as they, as I know they got the Red River Shootout coming up. See if the Oklahoma can uh, rebound with a better performance because they uh, they were definitely beatable against West Virginia on Saturday. Yeah, West Virginia plays some defense. They got a great defense there in West Virginia. I think that's what gave Oklahoma some trouble. Maybe they were overlooking them there. Clemson losing again. Just to just to speak on that point here, two losses. They're done. They're not making the college football playoff. That and I mean Pitt beating up on New Hampshire. And it's a great win for them. I I think Pitt's doing a nice job this year. Been on Pitt a couple times, but um yeah, let's just uh. Wrap it up there with the traffic report. There was some good uh, little tidbits from last week. A couple other top players from last week and our high-performance players report. Your I-80 Sports High-Performance Players of the Week. What do you want to highlight here, Dave? I think you got a QB here from Arkansas that you'd like to speak about first. What do we got? Yeah, um, KJ Jefferson. You know, he was highly uh, recruited as a freshman. And uh, he, he didn't really see the field a lot. He ended up being redshirted. And then last year, he, um, Felipe Franks uh, came in. So he uh, stole a lot of his time. But now he looks comfortable in the offense. And uh, against Texas A&M, he only completed seven passes for 212 yards. I mean, that's, that's 30 yards of completion. Uh, so he had a, re- had a really good game. And he looks more and more comfortable in the offense. Arkansas is 4-0 for the first time since I want to say 07, I think I saw um, it's been a while since they've been undefe- this undefeated this late in the season, and they got a big game coming up. We'll highlight in a, a little bit. So it was a big game for KJ Jefferson, the Richard Richard sophomore. Um, another uh, high performance player was the transfer from Michigan over at UCLA, uh, Zach Charbonnet. He had a uh, twenty was a twenty three carries for one hundred and sixteen yards and a touchdown. Um, he's he's uh, been constantly scoring for UCLA, and uh, he's uh, he's been really good and. It, um, 
for um, Chip Kelly's offense over there. Uh, UCLA's and, got a big, uh, big test here against Arizona State this week. Obviously, we spoke about Arkansas playing Georgia, huge game for them. We're going to highlight both of those games here later in the show. But uh, let's just get back into our last high-performance player here, Dave. Well, actually, it's a whole the whole team. It's uh, the Notre Dame defense. They held a very good uh, Wisconsin rushing team to 78 yards rushing, 2.8 yards a carry. And uh, it was a close game, and then uh, uh, Notre Dame broke it open in the fourth quarter. Even with their quarterback, uh, Jack Cohen, getting hurt, they were st- it was a revenge game for him against Wisconsin, but they were still able to, uh, with, uh, with, uh, even after he went out, they, they, they really poured it on against Wisconsin in the fourth quarter, which uh, uh, we'll talk about later, but I kind of feel sorry for Michigan this week because of that. Yeah, um, Cone, I believe they came out and said today, obviously Wednesday is our day of recording here, they said Cone will be active for that game this week. So that's definitely key for, for Notre Dame here moving forward. Let's move on to our next segment here, our toll booth. The I-80 Sports Toll Booth, where you can find the best bets of the week. So here our toll booth. We'll mention some of the bets a little later in the show that we're, that we're kind of leaning towards. We're going to give some predictions and picks here. Um, our first game we want to highlight here is a Friday night tilt between the Maryland Terrapins and number five, Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Terrapins enter week five undefeated. They play host to number five, Iowa, who's going to try to keep their college football playoff dreams alive. The Terps have been stuck in a rebuild for years now. I think they're poised to break into the top 25 here with Tala Tagovailoa, which is Tua's brother. He's really re- revitalized this program in his junior season. Iowa enters as a road favorite on Friday night in what should be a raucous College Park crowd. Can the Terps pull off the upset, or is Iowa going to stay rolling here? What do we think? Dude? Um, well, it's funny because the Friday night games, a lot of times you'll see the upset because it's an unusual start time, usual day to play. And so, especially on the road, uh, teams can uh, struggle early. And, uh, you know, Tua's brother really hasn't got it going in, uh, in Maryland. He also has a good set of receivers and, and a decent running game. Um, both, both teams play defense. Um, Iowa's defense has been really good because they're, they're not, they're not going to um, overpower you offensively. Um, this is going to be a really good game, I think. Uh, and I would not be surprised if Maryland wins this game. Yeah, you know what? I kind of like Maryland in this one, too. Um, from a point spread perspective, it's sitting at about four right now. Three and a half's popping up. Um, so the line is moving towards Maryland. So people might be hopping on Maryland here with the points at home, which I always like a home division underdog who's hungry, top 25. I kind of like Maryland in this. It's not one of my officials, but it's something I would definitely lean towards and, and take a closer look at it. Um, this week really is filled with a lot of top 10 matchups. We have Arkansas-Georgia. We're going to get into Cincinnati-Notre Dame a little later. But Arkansas-Georgia is going to be a great SEC tilt. It's got a pivotal matchup in the Southeastern Conference. Number two, Georgia, and number eight, Arkansas, are each looking to make a statement when they meet this week. This is really an unexpected pivotal Southeastern Conference game with college football playoff implications between the two teams. Georgia enters this game 4-0. and They're coming off a season which failed to make the SEC Eastern Division. To win the SEC Eastern Division, Arkansas is 4-0 and also, 1-0 and in conference play. They finished 3-7 in conference play after going winless in the SEC 2008-2009. So Arkansas is really on the up here. The Razorbacks are giving up 265 yards per game. They're averaging 454 yards per game. So these two teams are kind of evenly matched. This point spread is really large. It's about 18 and a half here. So the betting market thinks Georgia is going to roll. 
is Georgia going to roll here, Dave, or is Arkansas going to keep it close? I think I think Arkansas is going to keep it close. I mean, we mentioned KJ Jefferson earlier. I, th- I think the key to this game, though, is can can Arkansas run the ball? Uh, Georgia's defense has been really stout against the run, and um, and if if the Arkansas can't run the ball, because uh, one of the things that KJ Jefferson, especially against Texas A and M, was the uh, play action pass. Um, so if they can if they can run the ball even just a little bit, I think they can keep it close. Uh, but Georgia's going to, I think, have a hard time too. I think Arkansas's defense can uh, stymie Georgia a little too. I think th- I think this game is going to be lower scoring than people think because um, both defenses, I think, are pretty good. Um, that's a lot of points, especially with two undefeated teams. I know the game is in Athens. I, I think I think Arkansas uh, keeps them to two touchdowns. That that would be my bet. Do you do you know the point spread off the top top of your head right here, or not the point spread that? I think it's in the high tell you in one if I second. remember correctly, yeah. which is very low for uh, SEC. Yeah, because both both teams are very well defensively. Yeah. So we'll have uh, to we'll have see. to see. We'll we'll have to see if uh, Arkansas can keep it close. I like what Arkansas has been doing. Georgia looks really tough. Yeah. Georgia looks like they can push for that number one spot against Alabama. Um, uh, they look like they're on a collision course. Over under is forty eight in this game. Yeah, forty eight. High forties. I figured it was it was high forties. So yeah. If Georgia gets to 30 points, you're telling me Arkansas can't get 10? I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. I think that's too big of a spread for such a low points total. So that's a corollary thing yeah, to look yeah, at yeah. if you're into that legal sports betting. Which in here yeah, on the show. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Rich. I think this is a game where if you're going to bet Arkansas, you bet the under. And if you like Georgia, you bet the over. Yeah, that seems like the way we're leaning here. So let's get into our next matchup here. We have number 14, Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's one and two, but they're favored in this matchup. Wisconsin's minus two and a half in the point spread market. Let's let's see why that might be. So undefeated Michigan hopes to reignite its ground game against the nation's top-ranked run defense when the Wolverines look for their first victory at Wisconsin in 20 years this Saturday. That's a 12 o'clock kickoff. Michigan's four and zero in the big and four and zero one and one and zero in the Big Ten, heading on the road for the first time this season. They've lost their last five encounters to the Badgers in Madison since a 2017 victory in 2001 when they had a victory with a field goal in the final minute. So it's been a long time since Michigan's won in Madison. Wisconsin come to the, into this one 1-2. One They're 0-1 in the Big Ten. They dropped out of the top 25 with that loss we mentioned earlier to Notre Dame despite holding the Irish to nine yards rushing. Badgers have been turning the ball over. They just allow 23 yards per game rushing on average, which is very stout against the run, the number one ranked rush defense in the country. What do we think is going to happen here between Michigan and? Well, I, I mean, Michigan, I think is is overrated. Uh, I mean, even it's it's funny because you can't bet on Rutgers in New Jersey, but uh, they were getting like eighteen and a half last week. I thought I, I, I thought that was the lock of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no way Michigan was going to beat Rutgers by like th- over three touchdowns, um, almost three touchdowns. Um, I, I think I think Michigan catches um, Wisconsin at the wrong time, coming off a game where they were just. Thoroughly outplayed by Notre Dame, uh, at least uh, you know offensively they couldn't they couldn't move the ball. Um, and and Michigan and Michigan struggled against Rutgers in the second half. They they had a bunch of three and outs. Um, Rutgers really had a chance to win that game. Um, so I, I think I like Wisconsin in this game. Plus um, Harbaugh, like I said, he hasn't beaten Wisconsin in Wisconsin, and he hasn't really won big games since he's gotten to Michigan. Um, he really needs a win to get his, the monkey off his back. And I, I think Wisconsin wins this game by, by like seven to ten points. 
So we're kind of we're kind of leaning the same sides here. We like Maryland, the <laughs> underdog. Nobody's really talking Maryland. I like Wisconsin in this one too. They're favored for a reason. Is it just because they're home, or is the betting market overrating Michigan? Are they underrating Wisconsin? What what's the deal here? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. That's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. Wisconsin, Michigan. That's definitely one I'm going to be checking out this week. Ton of good games again. Number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. This is one I'm really looking forward to. So Notre Dame plays its toughest opponent of the season Saturday when the seventh-ranked Bearcats come to South Bend. So Notre Dame is home in this game. They're ranked ninth, making their second straight ranked opponent. The Irish will play. When these teams kick off at 2.30 Eastern, so some places won't even get to watch this game. I had to watch them on Peacock when they played Toledo. I was on Toledo, if you guys remember, from a couple weeks ago. They did cover against the same Notre Dame team. But this is just the third time since Brian Kelly arrived that two top 10 teams will square off against each other. Notre Dame's coming into this one 2-0 in their previous two, beating Clemson 47-40 and Stanford 38-17. What do we got here? This year, this is definitely um, Cincinnati's toughest game of the year. If they win this game, they're looking undefeated. And right now they're ranked seventh. So if they don't make, the, if they go undefeated, they'll make the college football playoffs. Something is wrong, I think, especially with Clemson now, now down and Ohio State already has a loss. Um, I, I think this is the year for Cincinnati. The question is, can they can they win this game? Because Notre Dame's defense showed last week they are tough, especially they're hard to run against. And uh, and also Cincinnati's uh, Notre Dame's defensive coordinator was at Cincinnati last year, so uh, he knows uh, the Cincinnati players pretty good. Um, it, we we were talking about this off the air. Um, Jack Cohen. Uh, got hurt in the Wisconsin game. They say he's expected to play, and that's huge because if he because if he doesn't play, um, I really like Cincinnati in this game. Uh, but otherwise, I think this is another game. I think it's going to be like low scoring because uh, I and um, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen. We you know what's the spread in this game? Two and a half. Cincinnati. Two and a half. Minus yeah, uh, that's that's tough. I, I'd probably try to stay away from this game mainly because I hate Notre Dame, <laughs> and I wouldn't I wouldn't bet them. But uh, yeah, this is this is one where I think. Um, if the, uh, if Cincinnati can move the ball just a little bit, I think they can eke out a win. It's this is going to be another really good game. Yeah, it's it's one I'm leaning Cincinnati in from a betting perspective. There's a couple of statistics I want to see. I haven't gotten the, the data available for those yet. Hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to get those. So this is not an official, but I'm leaning Cincy here, and that's not just because I bet the Notre Dame season win total under. <laughs> One of the only unders I, I, I wagered on this year, but they've been close, man. Florida State almost beat them. Toledo pushed them at the end. Um, Cincinnati, I think, has a real good shot here in this one. They're going to try to become the first non-Power 5 team to make the college football playoff, and they have to win this in order to do that. So the Notre Dame's outside the top 100 in offensive line yards and averaging less than three yards per carry. So they really have a non-existent run game. Jack Cohn, he's got a bum ankle, which kept him out late against Wisconsin. So can they throw the ball downfield? We're going to have to wait and see. Freeman's going to be able to get a game plan together to slow down Desmond Ritter. Obviously, he knew him. He recruited him. Um, and I trust Desmond Ritter here. Desmond Ritter is quarterback for Cincinnati. I'm I'm leaning Cincinnati in this one. I'd rather get a money line in. I think this it's moved. I think it's 135 right now. But, again, that's not an official play for me. Just, just a way I'm leaning here. And another pivotal matchup this week, we have number 12, Ole Miss, at number one, Alabama. The, the Rebels and Crimson Tide meet Saturday in SEC Week 5 action from Bryant-Denny Stadium. The Rebels are looking for their first 4-0 start since 2015, and the Crimson Tide look for a 5-0 start for the sixth straight season. So um, 
The Rebels have lost seven of their last nine road games. Matt Corral is completing 68% of his passes for 999 yards, nine TDs, zero interception. That's part of the reason why he's in the Heisman Trophy conversation. That's Matt Corral, quarterback for the Ole Miss Rebels. The Crimson Tide haven't lost a home game since 2019. Bryce Young is completing 72% of his passes. He has 1,124 yards, 15 TDs, and one pick. He's got great receivers there, Jameson Williams, John Mechie III. They have 539 receiving yards and four TDs combined, and their defense is only allowing 17.5 points per game. Do we have any thoughts on the Ole Miss at Alabama game here, a pivotal SEC matchup? I think you just insert team, whoever's playing Alabama, and just Alabama's going to win. I mean, it's I don't I don't see how um, Ole Miss even keeps this game competitive. I, mean, I know they're, they're 12th in the nation, and they played well, but again, you said they've lost 7 out of 9 on the road. Alabama is just is they're just it's it's ridiculous. They're just on another level. Um, you know they they lose uh the quarterback. They just reload with another quarterback, and you know the receivers go. They bring in new receivers. It's 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 just crazy. Saban just gets players to come there. Um, the the road the, the road is going to be uh, paved for Alabama. I mean, unless until they play Georgia, uh, which would be what in the SEC championship game. I don't I don't see them even being tested. I mean I mean they played Florida and they just annihilated them. No, actually, no. Actually, Florida hung in that game, right? That's right. That was, yeah, that. Florida, Florida didn't actually hang in. Now. That's right. Florida did hang in that game. Last week, though, Alabama blew out somebody, right? Blew out. Um, sorry, just uh, a long day today. Who, Alabama blew out somebody last week, right? Um, was it? I believe it was. I got to check you. Uh, okay, no, what, yeah, but, I, but yeah, I think. Yes, um, uh, seven anyway, minutes yeah. last week. 63-14. Yeah, that's right. They beat Southern Miss. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And, and I, I think yeah, they'll, they're going to win this week rather easily. So we highlighted this team earlier. We mentioned them, and that's the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They have a home game against number 11, Ohio State. They're going to meet Saturday in Big Ten, Week 5 action. The Buckeyes look to stay in the playoff race while improving to 4-1 and one on the season, while the Scarlet Knights look for a statement win to build on their 3-1 and one record. This would be a huge, huge win for Rutgers because the Ohio State Buckeyes haven't lost a road game since 2018. Quarterback C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. He's completing 62.4% of his passes for 963 yards, eight touchdowns, but he does have those three picks. One of the best receiving cores in the nation is part of the Ohio State Buckeyes. We have Garrett Wilson, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, three studs on the outside. They have a, a Trayvon Henderson leads the way with 439 yards rushing and six tees on the ground. And for Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights have lost five of their last seven home games, so it's going to be tough for them here, although Rutgers is much improved this year. We don't want to go back to previous years. Noah Vidral is completing 67.7% of his passes for 762 yards, five TDs, and zero interceptions. So Rutgers here, big underdogs. We both like Rutgers. We're New Jersey guys. Does Rutgers have a chance in this one, or is Ohio State going to take it to them? You know, um, Ohio State has just taken uh, Rutgers to the woodshed uh, the last few times they played them. I, mean, I remember they were out there. two years ago they came out here and just uh, obliterated them. But I, th- I think this is if, if ever there was a chance for Rutgers to beat Ohio State, I think it's this year. I don't think they're going to, but you know, Rutgers again. They played well. They've played Michigan tough, and I, I think at home, you know, this is not this is not a vintage Ohio State team. I, I don't think this is um, anywhere near close to the team that uh, made the uh, championship game last year. And um, so I think Rutgers has a has a chance, um, you know, if they play a good game. And uh, you know, Shiano's got them in going in the right direction. You know, yeah, I don't know what it is, but uh, 
he was horrible in the pros with Tampa, but uh, you know, Rutgers he he has the formula and he he gets them going. And, and uh, I would not be surprised if um, Rutgers makes some noise in the ten. Uh, maybe not this week, but uh, I see them uh, possibly pulling off upsets soon. And uh, but like I said, if, if ever they're going to beat Ohio State, this is the week to do it. Yeah, they're definitely on the definitely on the up here for Rutgers. I don't think they're going to get it done this week, but I'll definitely be tuning in to the score of that one. Our next matchup here is the Baylor Bears and Oklahoma State Cowboys. Baylor's coming into this game ranked 21st in the nation, while Oklahoma State is number 19. The Bears and, and Cowboys are going to meet Saturday from Boone Pickens Stadium. Baylor's coming off a matchup versus Ohio Iowa State, and that one the Bears managed a 10 uh, two point victory. The Cowboys played Kansas State in their last outing where they posted an 11-point win. Baylor opened up their year against Texas State. They won 29-20 in that one. They didn't have much trouble in their next pair of outings, taking out Texas Southern 66-7 and Kansas 45-7. So the Bears come into this one undefeated. Um, On the Oklahoma State side, they had a couple tense matchups to open the season, but ultimately came out on the winning side of all those games. They took down Missouri State 23-16, then beat Tulsa 28-23, Boise State 21-20, and they're now 3-0. So the Cowboys have a matchup here with their quarterback Spencer Sanders, 22-34 for 344 yards and TDs. Jalen Warren led their rush attack with 123 yards on 27 carries. Obviously, we know they're running back from last year. Those fantasy football guys here, Chuba Hubbard, he's a big waiver wire pickup with Christian McCaffrey going down this week. We'll see what he can do in the NFL. But speaking about Baylor, Oklahoma State, I think this is going to be a good matchup here. I don't have the point spread off the top of my head. I did take a look at it earlier. But I'm leaning, I'm leaning Baylor here on this one, although they're on the road, just because Oklahoma State kind of struggled with those last three opponents. They weren't blowing anybody out. They didn't cover too many spreads. But I'm leaning, I'm leaning Baylor in this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah, Oklahoma State has not looked um, too sharp so far this year, even though they haven't lost. Uh, I, I would definitely take Baylor on the road this week. That point spread is Oklahoma State minus three and a half ends right now. A next yeah, matchup with it. a spread that's also three and a half. This actually will be highlighted here in our best bets of the week is number 22 Auburn at LSU. So the Tigers and Tigers are going to meet in an SEC football matchup here from Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. That's LSU Tigers. We got a lot of Tigers here in this matchup. Auburn looks to build on their 34-24 win over Georgia State, their last game. Bo Nix has 724 yards and five TDs on 61% passing. Tariq Bigsby, Tank Bigsby, great name, has a team high, 403 rushing yards with four TDs. The LSU Tigers are trying to build on their 28-24 win over Mississippi State in their last game. Max Johnson, son of his former Super Bowl quarterback, has 1,144 yards, 15 TDs, and three picks on 64% passing. So we have the... LSU Tigers favored by three and a half in this matchup. I think that's a little too much. I don't think LSU is going to pull this one off. I'm actually on the underdog in this one. Auburn Tigers plus three and a half. We'll mention that a little later. But what do we think about the Tigers versus Tigers? I think the Tigers are going to win. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, Tigers. Oh my. No. Um. I'll tell you what. I I actually disagree with you this one. I kind of like LSU in this game. Uh, Auburn actually got away uh, against uh, Georgia State. There was I think there was a blown call in that game. Um, that helped them win, and uh, they, they and, and before that they lost in the whiteout game to Penn State. Um, I, I think uh, I think LSU's defense is uh, is, is improving because uh, at the beginning of the year they were really uh, 
they were getting shredded, but they, they came to play last week. And full disclosure, um, we didn't broadcast last week, but a friend of mine did ask if we were going to give our picks. And I and I, t- I told him to take um, – it was all missed against uh, LSU, and that was uh, that was obviously a loss. I think they were – they lost by four. But I think they were getting, like, what, two and a half in that game as a home dog. So, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think LSU wins this game by seven to ten points. That's why you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's always people on both sides of every wager, of every wager. We mentioned this one a little earlier in the show. We have a Pac-12 conference tilt between the Arizona State Sun Devils and UCLA Bruins. UCLA comes into this one ranked number 20 in the country. The Sun Devils will look to build on their 35-13 win over Colorado, their last time out. Jaden Daniels has 808 yards, two TDs, three picks on 72% passing. Where the Bruins, they're looking to build on their 35-24 win over Stanford last time out. If I had to give out a pick last week, it would have been UCLA minus four and a half. I'm not just saying that because it hit, but that was my number one play of last week. I apologize for for those that would have tuned in to, to get that information, but I was on UCLA last week, so I came through on that one. But the Bruins, again, I'm on, I like the Bruins again. I think the spread's a little too tight here for me. Just checking here this spread. We have UCLA minus three. I would actually make the spread UCLA minus one, so I would lean Arizona State in this one, but I have a UCLA futures over win total ticket, so I'm just going to stay off of this one This in our UCLA-Arizona State matchup. Do we have any thoughts on this one, Dave, before we wrap it up and get to our against the spread picks. Yeah, yeah. This this is the other one I think that could be a nip and tuck game. Um, I know Herman Edwards is doing a good job out in Arizona State, um, and uh, he doesn't get. I know they're like kind of under the radar. Um, I, I, this again, this isn't one I think. Uh, I, I I I tend to agree. With you. I think I would I would probably take Arizona State maybe late with a late field goal in this game. A lot of tight spreads and a lot of big spreads. Some of the, the higher-ranked matchups. We have some big spreads we spoke about, some tight ones. Let's get into our against-the-spread picks. I have three for us this week. I try to keep these numbers a little lower. One of them I mentioned earlier, Auburn plus 3.5 against LSU. I like Marshall, minus 10. And I like Eastern Michigan. We're getting into the action here. We have some conference action starting. I have Eastern Michigan plus two and a half on the road. So those are my three, Marshall minus 10, Auburn plus three and a half, Eastern Michigan plus two and a half. Dave, do you have any official against the spread picks here this week? Yeah, I'm going with Maryland. Actually, I'm going to take Maryland on the money line to beat uh, Iowa on Friday night. And I like Arkansas getting uh, 18 and a half against Georgia. And then just just to have some fun, I'm going to go get you take LSU against Auburn. All right. So those are my two picks. Somebody's going to be right in Auburn, LSU. <laughs> Somebody will be right here on this matchup between Auburn and LSU, the Tigers versus Tigers. With that being said, I think we're going to wrap it up here for week five, college football action from I-80 Sports. We thank all the support from everybody. Thanks for checking us out. I know we look forward to the against the spread picks from everyone each and every week. We love the feedback everyone's been giving us. We're going to try to get there every week. We apologize for last week, but we're looking forward to a great week five here. For Rich and Dave, thanks for joining us here at I-80 Sports. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks again for joining us.